Backstage Pass is made possible by Mauer Productions on Stage, supporting community theater in central New Jersey. Hello and welcome to Backstage Pass, Central New Jersey's community theater podcast. I'm John Maurer and I'll be moderating this session where we will be talking about Yardley Players' production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat being presented at the Kelsey Theater starting July 10th. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat is the second British musical written by the team of Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice. It's based on The Coat of Many Colors, the story of Joseph from the Hebrew Bible, and is today known as a lighthearted family favorite. But it was a long road to get there. The show was first presented as a 15-minute pop cantata in a London school in 1968, and on its way to its eventual Broadway run in 1982, Joseph was expanded, combined with other shows, altered and revamped till it reached the version we know today. With a completely sung score with hardly any spoken dialogue, its family-friendly storyline, universal themes, and catchy music, Joseph has become a much-loved family favorite. Here with me to talk about the Yardley production is Marge Swider, producer-director, Walter Smith, who plays Potiphar, Lori Gouger, musical director and narrator of the show, and Rob Gouger, who plays Simeon, one of the brothers. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Thank, you for having us. Thank you for having us. So, Marge, why Joseph? Why did you choose that for your summer season? Okay, because we always want to cater to family-friendly shows. So we can cast adults in it, and we can cast children in it. There are many times when it's parents and children that are in our shows, and it gives them a chance to spend the summer with their, their families and do something together that they can enjoy. And it's a well-accepted, a very lively type of show with all the music and the choreography that's involved in the show. And also it has a relatively simple set, which makes it easier to use in the summertime uh, on the stage where we perform. Now, is this a large cast in the show? Yes, there are 49 people in the cast. There are 18 children, uh, five featured dancers. There are 10 wives. There are 12 brothers, including Joseph. And then there is Potiphar and the Pharaoh and Jacob that are in the show. So it's a fairly large cast. Now, how do you organize such a large group of people to, to perform? It's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but I think having uh, a, a team of a good musical director and having a really good, good choreographer, I, I think it, it helps to have those people because it's organized. We have a good rehearsal schedule, so people know exactly when they're supposed to be there. Um, and then when they do come, you get right into it. Instead of wasting people's time, you make sure that when the people are there, they're always working on a scene or music or choreography. And then when we put it together as a team, it, it, it works well. It works well with all the people. Well, you were mentioned, so you mentioned musical director, and your musical director is here. Mm -hmm. So tell me, Lori, what was it like working with a large cast? Um, I teach elementary school, so generally my casts are 150. So this felt like a pretty, pretty manageable cast. And so talented. They really, the talent that we had come out to auditions across the board, children, teenagers, adults, has just been outstanding, that they've really put in the time necessary to learn. There is a large, large amount of music with very complicated harmonies, often six and eight part 
harmonies. There's 24 songs of all any style you could think of. Yeah, I was going to say that there's uh, there's rock, there's pop, and mm -hmm. there's country music. Right. There's uh, there's so many different styles, and because there isn't dialogue, they really had to use the songs to um, to tell the story. Diction has been important, and and showing character progression from the beginning of the show to the end. Everything had to be in the music. So as Marge mentioned, it really was a team effort to really um, prepare the cast and then um, allow them to tell the story through the singing and the dancing. But they've been a, a joy, the cast. Such a nice, cooperative, enthusiastic cast. Now you're talking about telling the story. You also play one of the two narrators in this show. Mm -hmm. Normally the show, this show, uh, whether you have male or female narrators is one, but in your show uh, you have two. Can you explain the reasoning behind that? The reason behind it is because it is a challenge, musically speaking, you have to have a broad vocal range in order to do it. You need somebody who is basically an alto and a belter, and then you need somebody who can do the high soprano part. And I think it is often uh, hard to find somebody, one person, who can do that, especially in community theater. And also because the show really depends a lot on the narrator what would happen if somebody did take ill or something happened, it would make it very difficult to continue doing the show. So having two narrators is a good idea. I think uh, we've done it in a couple other shows where we've had two leads, like when you do Annie, um, because that whole show centers around Annie. If you only had one, it would be difficult if something came up for that person. So I, I think just as an insurance policy, it's always good. <laughs> we've really enjoyed it, too, because often the narrator isn't interacting so much with the other characters because she's telling the story and to some degree needs to be a little bit removed. Um, so Mira Mohan, who's playing the other narrator, and I have really had such a great time from the start, spent a lot of time on the phone um, talking about how can we make, how can we bring something extra to the show by having the two narrators in the way that we interact with each other, in the way that we have a different view of what's happening on the stage. Her, her perceptions and interactions are, are different from mine. And it's been a very collaborative team effort between Mira and I to, to not just make it be two, two narrators because of the challenging nature of the music, but to really make it seem like a creative choice that we're bringing something additional to the performance. And we hope, we hope the audience feels that way when they see it. And we have two of the other actors with us today who play through other roles in the show. Sir Rob, you're playing Simeon? Yes, I'm, I'm playing one of the brothers and uh, enjoying it very much. So how are you approaching the role of Simeon? Th this might sound a little quaint. I'm just trying to have fun. The, the material is, um, is kind of geared toward camp. It's, it's geared toward bringing out what, what really each actor, each brother, each wife, um, brings to the part and trying to put that together and see what happens. So I go out there and I, I just try and do things that, that seem funny, that I think the audience might enjoy and that I think my castmates might enjoy and, and uh, I, just, I just kind of go with it. So Walter, do you go with it? You're Potiphar. Yeah, um, I, guess, I guess that's a pretty good way to put it, but actually Potiphar is a very interesting character. He's on for a very short time in the first act and he's a very wealthy, wealthy Egyptian who probably would equate to some of our Wall Street situations that are existing today. And um, Joseph is sold into his household. He buys Joseph because he looks at him and says that uh, 
you probably can help him out with some the basic inside house duties. But one of his um, situations involves his wife, who is a very, uh, uh, <laughs> how do I put this to be? Um, loose character. Loose character, thank you, Marge. <laughs> a very loose character who is all over, the, all, all over the lot. And of course, Joseph comes into the house and um, Ponifar is counting shacks, shekels, as we know it to be. And um, his wife makes terrific advances to Joseph, which is, which is really written and choreographed and directed very well in this play. The dance is, I think, is terrific that she has designed. And then, of course, um, the wife tries to seduce Joseph, and um, Potiphar hears of it and runs upstairs and catches them, and he's in jail. Joseph, that is. <laughs> so that's pretty much the character of Potiphar. He's very interesting, very short, short stage time, but very pivotal to the play. Mm -hmm. Now, do all of you have some sort of favorite moment? It's a popular show. It's been around for a long time. Is there a favorite moment for any of you in the show? I personally like One More Angel in Heaven. The country western atmosphere there, mm. and the way we have the character Nick Pecked, he, he really goes overboard with his character, and he's very funny and entertaining. And then the brothers all come into it. Um, He's, he's explaining to Jacob, who's the father, that Joseph has died. And the reason why he did is because he was trying to help everybody else. He was wrestling with a, a goat, of all things. And so that's what they tell the father. But when Nick presents it, it's not a, a sad moment, but a really funny moment, just because of the character that he has and the way he portrays it. He does a good job with the song. He yeah, really he does, does an excellent. excellent job with the song. Mm -hmm. And the choreography is wonderful. Oh, yeah. We have, choreography we have a, night, yes. Yeah. A new uh, choreographer to Kelsey by the name of Christina Tuxhorn, who um, has done some work in the in the Bucks County area, and mm -hmm. so I was familiar with her work and um, introduced her to right. Yardley. And we, I mean, we're exhausted. It is very, very um, intense she choreography, puts us through the she, and boy. she has energy. You just yeah. don't know where it's coming from. Absolutely so she keeps true. going and going and smiling and smiling, and we try our best to keep up. But that—that's a number in particular. That's she, I just love that number. Right. The show cute. moves very fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a—it's. I think when it was written, and you probably know this too, John. It was like ninety minutes. I think is the total Broadway version without mm -hmm. an intermission. We have an intermission in this show, but it moves along mm -hmm. very, very quickly. One of the challenges, though, of the show is the fact that there aren't really any real set changes. One song goes into the next, then to the next, and that really is a challenge because the cast never gets a chance to take a breather in no. between. <laughs> Nothing no. stops and then starts. Yeah. It just keeps on moving. Going from one to the other. That's mm -hmm. right. It's absolutely true. Yesterday was our first run through, and there was definitely a lot of deer in headlights moments <laughs> where one song would end and you would just see, feel this collective. What's next? Where am I supposed to go? Because there's no, there. it just moves, just right, moves. from one thing to the next. Oh, the audience I mean, better be paying attention, right? And they had better <laughs> applaud for at least a few seconds so that we can breathe. <laughs> because it just, Very true. it goes. Well, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Well, talking about what's next, what's next for Yardley after Joseph? We're going to do Bus Stop, which is in uh, October. October 16th is when it opens. And that, of course, is one of those uh, movies from Marilyn Monroe. And um, there are a small number of characters in it. There are yeah. only eight people eight that people are in, yeah. in the show. And then after that, in April, April 23rd, we open with Beauty and the Beast, the Disney version of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that will be fun. Uh -huh. 
into <laughs> a row. I've done that before. I, I directed it once before in a high school production, and I found that to be a lot of fun to, to work on. So for those who've seen this show before, what makes yours different? Right. This is called the UK version, which, which um, if you see the movie with Donny Osmond, it's based more like that is. And the keys are different that the music is written in. Uh, I think originally the narrator was supposed to be a male. And so the keys have now changed and it can accommodate a female as a narrator. In addition to that, they, they added a couple of reprises. And at the end, there's something known as the Mega Mix, which is a sampling of all the different numbers that are in the show all put together. And it's a very lively thing to see at the end. So that's part of what's different. And we've tried to spruce it up with different types of things. Like we introduce a camel into the show. And there is a, a snake. snake and a yeah. goat and a few other things now that is are this, is this more a interesting. real camel? You have a real camel <laughs> no, on no, stage? No, no. Well, we have one that actually walks. <laughs> and the camel cleaner. Because there are two people inside. And they oh, okay. do walk around. And they're quite funny <laughs> in what they're going to be doing with that character. And then we have the snake. And instead of just doing a puppet snake, we're actually going to build a costume that makes the person look like a snake. So he's an interesting uh, person, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have something against puppets? Is that <laughs> no, 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 not at all. It, no, it's just yeah. that when we were trying to figure out whether to use a hand puppet for the snake or let him be that character, uh, the, we decided to go with the character. And, uh, yeah. It adds realism yeah. to the show. Mm -hmm. It adds realism, I think. No puppets were harmed. <laughs> no. The other, um, the nice thing with this version, just in, in music directing, is that the, the women and children, but primarily the women, are so much more involved. It's much more of an ensemble piece, whereas the original, the brothers, were really the focus. And the wives were secondary. were secondary. Yeah, right. You know, they yeah. had they. I believe when I added it up, it was they were they were in five musical numbers in the original, and they're in twenty one in this. I mean, yeah. there is a lot of, and we have some excellent women singing singers and dancers in this version who I think um, might not have been as attracted to to the show to participate if we didn't um, repeatedly remind them, no, this isn't this isn't your father's Joseph. You know, this is the Joseph that has a lot of ways for you to be featured and you to be a part of it. And I think it's more entertaining um, because it's not so focused on the men and the brothers. Not that men and brothers aren't wonderful, but the women, you know, like to have something to do also. So well, we and have, the children too. And the children. Yep. Yeah. We we have just an amazing choreographer and you and you take that choreographer and you combine it with, with these amazing women uh, who who dance and sing and, and 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 the brothers just try to keep up. Um, it I mean it's a circus up there in in so many cases and um, I think uh, I, I think the audience is really going to enjoy that and, and, and get into it and, and have a good time. Well, performances for Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, a show with a very long title, will be at the Kelsey Theater of the West Windsor campus of Mercer County Community College and will begin on July 10th and run through July 19th. Tickets are $16 with discounts for seniors and students. Go to www.kelseyatmccc.org or call 609-570-3333 for further information and reservations. I want to thank my guests, Marge Swider, Walter Smith, Lori Gouger, and Rob Gouger for spending some time with us today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you for having us. For Backstage Pass, I'm John Maurer. Thanks for listening. <laughs>